with three baptisms this morning, my task is to somewhat shorten the sermon I did at eight. If you'd like the fullest, fuller text, it will be on the internet later in the week. The gospel parable I read, the story I just read, is at one level about as ordinary as a story that can be told. You would see it every day earlier in the fall if you went to the Napa Valley in California, to the Finger Lakes region of New York, or to the Tyrol in Italy. This landowner had a vineyard, and he needed to have the grapes brought in. So he hired day laborers. And as the day proceeded, he realized he would not be able to get in all the grapes with those who he had hired. So he went out a second and a third and a third, fourth and a fifth time. All of that is a pretty ordinary story, but it gets, as it were, somewhat bizarre or radical or revolutionary there at the end when he decides to pay those who have worked only one hour in the cool of the early evening the same amount that he paid those workers that put in 12 hours labor and through the heat of the day. This is no Warren Buffett. As I look at that story, one of the things that fascinates me about it are the issues raised about leadership. And it interests me as a person who has tried to provide some leadership in one community or another. This landowner had made a clear decision. He had decided it was time to deal with the issue about the first and the last. He could have gotten away with his crazy business plan if he had paid the workers that worked the 12-hour day first. They would have gotten their wages. It is what had been agreed upon. They would have turned away, walked into town, found a local watering hole, and wouldn't have heard until their second or third sarsaparilla that those who only worked an hour were paid the same as they. The landowner would not have been criticized by anyone. But instead, he makes the definite, strategic, and we might say crazy decision that this is the time and place to take the initiative to talk about the first and the last. 
Now I make that point because this parish is in the process of looking for a new rector. And I'm sure you'll want to find somebody who is polite, diplomatic, a good preacher, master of ceremonies. I suggest you also look for a person who's a good leader, who has a proven record of bringing up those things that need to change in a timely way and has been effective in leading communities through that change. It's a critical part of your choice. You need to find somebody who's wise, experienced, is comfortable with the heat in the kitchen, and knows that from time to time you have to break a couple of eggs or heads or whatever. <laughs> the, the second point about this story is the one you've heard every three years when we look at this lesson. This is a story about the generosity of God. And that's an important part of this story. God loves everyone equally. Those who work all day and those who sleep through it. Those who try to do good and those who maybe don't. God wants to be in relationship with all of them and so keeps on running after them like the hound of heaven until God finds them and brings them home. I'll get back to that in a minute. Now, the final thing that this story is about is about us, you and me. And we're not exactly as generous and welcoming as God. Earlier this week, Tom Erich pointed out that the 2010 census revealed that New York City, for the first time, and seven other major American cities, in those cities, the Caucasian majorities became the minorities. A significant change. He then goes through the ethnic history of New York, how the Dutch came and pushed out the Native Americans, how the English came and pushed out the Dutch, how then the Irish and Germans came and pushed out the English, and then those from Eastern Europe, and then those with a somewhat different complexion from the southern United States and the Middle East and India and the rest of the Far East and then the Africans. Each of them came in. And as each of them came in, the same story was told and retold. 
the Dutch did not want to give up their power. And so they held on to high society. The English held on to the banks. The Irish, you guessed it, the firehouses, the police stations, and city hall. And each of them used their place, the fact that they had gotten there first to make it difficult for any other to get equal treatment, equal justice, equal prosperity. That's the struggle. And guess what? We do that in churches as well. Jesus told this story because his ministry on earth was coming to an end and he watched his disciples fighting about who was the greatest and he knew that would destroy the new Christian communities. Matthew saved this story because the early converts in his church, Jewish Christians, were resisting the Gentiles and trying to hold them out. And each old group, trying to denigrate the other, claimed God as their patron, and the others were those unwashed folks. And Jesus was saying, and Matthew was saying, the first need to do like Jesus did and get in the last place, be slave to all, so that the last can have places of honor. So, do we practice that? Today we do. We have three young children, none of which has given this parish a million dollars. Some of them may not even sleep through the night. And yes, we welcome them. God is glad to have you here. And you've got the front seats. The last are going to be first. And we're really going to celebrate. So, how about those people who have a little trouble seeing small print? Do we help them when they want to come and worship here? Do we have large print bulletins? How about the many of you who have told me you're a little hard of hearing, and particularly when I walk around, you can't get what I'm saying. We could have individual hearing stations for each of you. Oops, we haven't gotten it. How about the people who can't make it up the steps to communion? Well, we'll come to you last. Do you think Jesus maybe would have brought communion to them first? And how about if you come in a wheelchair? Well, maybe we can find a space for you 
if you'll get out of the way of the choir when we come... The wonderful good news about this story is that God knows we don't always get it right. That we sometimes put ourselves first and don't make space for others. The good news is that God will keep reminding us of what God would like us to do and we're going to be loved by God regardless. So today, one of the last will be first. Labeled as particularly precious. It's an important story. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.